Welcome back, or if it's your first time here, then thank you for joining us. This is the Doula's Guide to dot 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 preparing for your birth with me, Meg, also known as the Dungaree Doula. It's the podcast where we talk about all things pregnancy, birth, and parenting. My aim is to share unbiased information alongside a bit of friendly chit chat to ensure that you head into parenthood feeling confident and excited for what's to come. If you're new to the podcast and would like to know more about me, then go and check out the very first episode for a little introduction and a big chat on hypnobirthing, and then the following episodes for some great birth and parenting preparation. And if you love the podcast, you can now leave me a little tip to say thank you via buy me a coffee. The link for that is in the show notes, so a huge thank you in advance if you choose to go ahead. Before we begin, I also want to remind you that I now have a pre-recorded online course, which is a full antenatal and hypnobirthing course that you can sign up to and work through in your own time. There are over 30 modules to work through and each one is made up of video content and there's PDF downloads, hypnobirthing MP3 tracks, relaxation tracks, journaling prompts, birth plan templates, birth partner checklists and so, so much more. It's only £37, which is an absolute steal, but to celebrate the launch of season two, you can now use the code podcast for 20% off. Just again, head to the link in the show notes or head to my website, which is thedungaredoula.co.uk and click on online course. I hope that you love it. So I hope that you all enjoyed the first episode of season two last week. It feels really good to be back recording the podcast. Um, as this week marks back to school, for those of you with school age kiddos, I wanted to talk about our decision to home educate. So I know that this isn't birthy, but it might still be relevant if you're pregnant and you think this is something you may consider down the line. It might be relevant if you're just nosy and you want to just know what we do. Maybe the idea, the thought of home educating your kids sounds like absolute hell, but you just want to listen anyway and see how we make it work. That's fine if that's your case. Maybe you're curious about home educating or maybe you already do it and you just want to peek inside someone else's life. So I'm going to try and make it not too long, but what I'm going to talk about is why we decided to home educate, how we make it work with our lives and our jobs, because that is like probably the most frequent question that I'm asked, but how do you fit everything else around it? I'll talk a little bit about our routine and then I'm going to do like a little bit at the end about some common misconceptions, some frequently asked questions about home educating too. Um, Now that we are like full on, home educators so my kid is school age she's about to turn five in a couple of weeks so she would be going to school um well she would have gone uh this week if we were sending her and I also have a two-year-old and I don't have any sort of childcare for them anymore so they used to go to like a little forest school setting and um, but Isabel's she's too old for it now and there are forest schools that she could go to that home educators can go to but as we're in the middle of moving house we can't we're in like a limbo period where we can't sign her up to anything anymore so basically I don't have any alone time away from the children except for when I go to work which we'll go through in a minute anyway this is a (laughs) very rambly introduction the reason I bring that up is just to mention that I don't have much time to record and edit podcasts at the minute so I'm going to try and do this just in one take 
Um, so hopefully yeah, it's not too rambly and it all makes sense. So, I mean, I've probably failed at the first hurdle already there, haven't I? That was, I don't even know what that introduction was. But there you go. Let's get into it. So <laughs> why did we decide to home educate? So it was my decision. And then I got my partner, Benj, on board with it. I've known that I wanted to home educate my kids since before I got pregnant, which is funny because before I got pregnant, I didn't want children. <laughs> but basically, when I went to uni... My first year of university, I studied theology. I had no idea what job I wanted to do. Like, who at 18 knows what they want to do when they're an adult? This is like beef number one with the schooling system. I had no idea what I wanted to do, but I really loved um, theology. Um, so I just was like, do you know what? Like, why not just do a degree that I'm interested in? So I did a year of theology, soon found out that Leeds University, moved to Leeds because I loved it, moved, soon found out that they did not care about the people doing theology. There was about seven of us, like... Things just got cancelled all the time, like tutors just wouldn't turn up to our lectures, like it was just pretty naff, basically. We just, I had six hours of like actual face-to-face -face contact with other humans and everything else was just, I don't know, do some research. It was like, why am I paying nine grand for six hours of face-to-face -face lectures? So after that year, I was like, do you know what, I'm going to have to do something else, like there's no point doing this. So I changed my degree and moved to Brighton, which I know... In like a million miles away um, but I loved it Brighton was the best so I moved to Brighton and I decided to do early years education thought you know I'll be a primary school teacher like I know that I'll be good at teaching um, but I didn't really know what topic I would want to teach so I thought I'll do early years um, and become a primary school teacher I did that I did some placements in primary schools and I hated it I absolutely hated it and it made me just kind of I I, I feel like, I don't know how to say this without it sounding offensive to people who do send their kids to school. So I want to say here that if you send your child to school and you're listening to this, I absolutely do not judge you at all. I know that a lot of people send their kids to school for so many reasons. I know there are people out there who have no choice, who would love to home educate, but can't because it wouldn't work for their family. I know that there are a lot of people who just don't see any problems with school and they send their kids there because they want to. I know a lot of people who kids absolutely love school. So even if they wanted to home educate, they wouldn't because their kids absolutely love it and absolutely thrive there. So whatever category you fall into, like that's great. Like that's absolutely fine. I'm really happy for you as long as you're happy. There's absolutely no, no beef, no judgment or anything like that. The things I'm talking about are just my personal points of view. So I saw lots of faults within the schooling system I found it really harsh that there was just like one struggling teacher underpaid like doing so much unpaid work struggling to meet the needs of 30 plus children who were all at different levels um and it just there were so many things that I just thought this isn't working. This is not an environment that I feel like I would want my own children to be in. It's not an environment I feel like I would have wanted to be in. And so I kind of had a crisis point because I was like, I'm never going to be a primary school teacher. <laughs> um, what I'm going to do with this degree. But luckily throughout that degree, I did some other wonderful placements, um, doing other stuff within early years and thought, you know, maybe at some point I might... Anyway, long story short, after that, after I finished university, um, I got pregnant. I got pregnant within my last year of uni, actually, because I ended up taking some time out in between. Um, so by the time I'd finished, I ended up getting pregnant in my final year and never used my degree for anything because that pregnancy and birth set me down the birth worker route. 
But anyway, from that point on, I knew I wanted to home educate, but it's not something that I really thought that much about while she was younger. And then when I had my second child in 2021, so when I had um, Juniper, Isabel was three and I started to think more about it at that point. So I discussed it with my partner and at first he was like, why the hell would you do that? And then as we spoke about it, he was like, oh yeah, that that makes so much sense. Like, why would we not do that? And he started thinking a lot about his own experience of school and how much he hated it and how we got moved around schools quite a lot and how it just didn't work for him and how it's, you know, it's very much not one size fits all. And the children that we have, I mean, especially my eldest, she is very like wild and free is a nice way to put it she's very like does not like being told what to do does I know what child does but she very much does not like being told what to do she doesn't like having to sit still she finds it very very difficult actually to sit still she has to constantly be moving she needs a lot of stimulation she needs to be able to you know do what she wants when she wants within reason she's not like she's not horribly behaved or anything she's an incredibly lovely polite funny child but she needs that freedom and I just knew that a school setting wouldn't be right for her and and so that as well very much played into it and especially with talking to other people about it they're like yeah I cannot see how school would work for that child (laughs) for for our eldest um So there were lots of things that we spoke about. I told him about my experiences. We discussed our experiences of school. And then another big thing that kind of worried us as well was seeing other children that we know. So, you know, other like people, other like people's kids um, that were going in school that were having struggles. We know about like um, other children that we know that have mental health struggles that are really young um, and that are due to being in school. We know about other people's children who have had like bad experiences on social media who have been bullied and things like that and we very much just felt like we could better protect our children from those things if they weren't in school and again this is not a judgment on people who send their children to school I'm not saying you're not protecting your children you 100% are but just for our children we felt that we could protect them better if they were at home and they were socializing with a wide range of hermed children but just in spaces where you know we were also around there were other adults around to facilitate the meetings and things like that so there were lots and lots of different things that played into it but that was a lot of sort of the background behind it so we decided to home educate the way that we make it work is I understand that we're very privileged to be able to make it work is we're both self-employed But that's not to say that you have to be to home educate. There are lots of great resources and great groups that I will mention later on in the episode um, that just offer support around home education. And quite often people post in there about their different situations and people manage to do it. You know, single parents manage to do it. People who work full time jobs manage to do it. There are lots and lots of different ways, but we're incredibly lucky that we're both self-employed and we can both choose when to work so it really works for us and especially for me so my partner is a doula I'm a doula always very confusing when we meet people together because people are like what you're both doulas because no one knows what a doula is <laughs> I have to explain and um, but he's a doula so he works a lot more than me he works full-time if not more than full-time hours he's constantly at his studio working um And then I obviously work as a doula, so my work is very sporadic. You know, some weeks I'll have a meeting every day, some weeks I'll have, you know, 
a, I don't know, a one-hour teaching session online. It's very, very random. Some weeks I'll be at a birth for two straight days. <laughs> but the thing is that when I do work, he can just take that time off. So if I have to go to a three-hour meeting in the morning, I can go and do that, and then he can just go to work afterwards and just work for, you know, six hours until tea time and then come home or something like that. So I do the bulk of home educating. He does more work but then he just takes time off if I need to work so that's how we make it work and again we're very very lucky that we have that but there are like it, it does take its toll sometimes like we feel like we don't see each other <laughs> for you know big parts of the week like you know we don't see each other that much as much as other couples might see each other because we're kind of just one of us is at work the other one's looking after the kids and then it swaps and then by the time it gets to tea time even then it's kind of like after tea time a lot of the time I will then be teaching so we get the kids in bed and then I have do the client interviews or I have power hours or I have things like that and on the days that I do he has band practice and he has to play gigs and stuff like that so that's sort of a big strain in that we we spoke about this recently and we said look if we if we were just to send the kids to school, imagine how much time we could spend together because we are both self-employed. We could, I mean, when the kids are at the forest school thing, like sometimes we'd just both book a day off and we would just spend the whole day together and that was really lovely, but now we can't do that. Um, but, you know, I'm hopeful that in the future, like I said, when we're settled, we'll, we'll have that time together again. But just for now, that's probably the biggest sacrifice that we make is that we don't really, yeah, we don't get hardly any time together because... We're having to try and make our work work around it. But also, yeah, like I said, we're very, very lucky that we're in a position where we can do that. And people, yeah, constantly ask me, like, how do you do it? How do you do it all? How do you fit stuff in? And, yeah, just because of our work, it's easy. I, I imagine, you know, if you've got a full-time job, it would be a lot harder. I imagine if you were a single parent, it would be a lot harder. I wouldn't be able to do my job at all if I was a single parent, if I didn't have Benj, who was so flexible with his work. So that's how you make it work. And what we do is you don't have to follow a curriculum when you home educate. But like, luckily, well, not, I don't know what luckily, it doesn't really matter. But um, Isabel just absolutely loves workbooks, which is really weird because there are loads of different ways that people can home educate. And I always refer to ourselves as unschoolers. And that's because to me, unschooling is basically just living a life that is not centered around school. Like we're just living a life that's free from school. We don't consider it as part of our day. I'm not trying to replicate school within the home education that we're doing. I just want to give my kids like just a really fun and fulfilling childhood where they're learning through play or they're learning because they want to learn and they're learning things that they find interesting and fun because I don't want to just force them to have to learn the national curriculum when we all know that there's a lot of the national curriculum that is just simply not relevant to people's lives and that we simply do not care about. Like there's so many things that we learn at school I just have never used since. So they do, well, you don't have to follow the national curriculum, but Isabel does love a workbook. She absolutely loves learning and she loves workbooks. So we do do like bits of workbooks probably every day, even on the weekend. Um, but that is just because she asks to do them. So she has maths workbooks and science workbooks and they're the two that she loves the most. But she also has some um, English ones, some phonic ones. She has some French ones. 
um she has she's doing some computer coding she has like workbooks on all of these different things and she will choose what she wants to do so generally in the morning we'll sit down after breakfast and we'll do some stuff from our workbooks we'll do some sort of then we'll do something crafty like coloring in or something like that and then we'll go somewhere for the day so a couple of days a week we'll go to groups where we meet up with other homemade families and they generally have like a theme and you just like I don't know it's kind of learning but it's also fun I run a Hermed group on a Tuesday and that is not particularly focused around learning. It is just a social group. Um, but I do take a lot of like toys and activity books and Lego and things like that. So the kids do end up like doing learning, education stuff, but it's definitely not in the way that it would happen at school. It's very natural. So they end up, you know, kids are inquisitive. They can learn through every day, like a Karen says, you learn through everything. Um, and especially when you're a kid and everything's so new and exciting like at the Hermed group that we go to there's um, an outdoor area the one that I run and all of the trees have like loads of tree sap coming out of them and some of the trees are cherry trees and there's all that sort of um, there's loads of like um, what are they called raised beds with different plants in and stuff like that so all the kids have ended up learning a lot about tree sap about fruit trees about the different plants um so that's been really interesting for them and also for us as adults like tree sap I, mean, I was gonna say tree sap is cool it's probably not to me tree sap is cool I just love nature and being outdoors all the time so when we saw it I was like wow this is so cool everyone come and look at the tree sap and we all played with it and it entertained us for about four straight weeks and probably when we restart again next week it's had a break because the venue's been getting me decorated but when we restart again I'm very excited to see the tree sap again um <laughs> but yeah so they're just constantly learning but yeah that's our kind of a routine is that we'll do workbooks coloring in crafting things like that in the morning and then we go and do something so Monday and Tuesday we go to groups on a Wednesday, we generally go and just do something chill by ourselves. So we'll maybe go to the library or we'll go swimming or we'll go and play in the woods. And then on a Thursday, we do the same thing in the morning, but then we go and just meet up with some of our, some of our home ed friends. And then like on a Friday, we'll just do some sort of random mix of whatever we feel like. Um, so sometimes that is going to groups. Sometimes that is doing something by ourselves. Sometimes that's going to visit family. And then on the weekend, again it's just completely random generally I have a lot of clients over the weekend so that is when Benji takes over and he will maybe you know take them swimming or take them to the cinema or take them to the library or take them to a museum or take them to the woods or something like that so we don't have a set set routine but we do kind of follow a rhythm I like to say whenever we've done our sort of middle of the day activity our group or whatever it is our swimming our library we'll then come home we'll try and chill we'll do some reading we do a lot of baking the kids normally help me to make tea which again ends up being educational in itself and then they'll spend a lot of time playing outside until it's time to sort of do bath time and we do utilize screens as well um so generally very first thing in the morning which I know is quite bad but first thing in the morning they watch tv so as soon as they wake up, they go downstairs and they watch TV until, you know, we have breakfast and get dressed. And I know that's not great. And it's something that I do kind of feel a little bit of mum guilt about that we shouldn't wake up and immediately watch TV. But like, we're tired parents. We want to get up and like drink a hot drink and eat our breakfast and breathe and sit up for the day in peace. And that's how we do it at the minute. And they like it. Can you hear someone shouting mummy? This is the reality of, of hermed life that I thought they were asleep. Be right back. <laughs>
Okay, there we go. That is the reality of, uh, yeah, trying to get my work done in an evening <laughs> when um, children just decide to wake up all the time. And yeah, Benji's at band practice. Or is he at a gig? He's at a gig. He's not at band practice. He's at a gig. Um, so yeah, <laughs> what I was saying, I think, is that um, we have some guilt around the screen time first thing in the morning. But as a whole, I don't have guilt around my kids using screens. Um, we don't use them much because we're just busy throughout the day doing other stuff. But if they want to, they can use screens during the day. My eldest, um, Isabel, so she uses um, a couple of apps. So she uses Teacher Monster to read and she also uses Reading Eggs. And they're really great games for obviously learning to read. Um, so she's learned all of her letter sounds through those and she's learned a lot about like picking up different words and stuff like that. So I really rate both of those apps and she uses those... I'd say maybe every other day, probably every other day she uses those, not for ages, but she does a bit. And then um, the other thing that we found helpful and educational is number blocks. So the program number blocks that's on, um, well, we watch it on iPlayer, but it's on CBeebies, um, is insane. Like, I think that that's what really kickstarted her maths obsession, maybe around a year, year and a half ago. She really got into number blocks and it's just incredible the amount of stuff that she's learned from it and that's yeah that that's and ended up being like a massive interest for her and now she does a lot of workbooks on it and we just have maths like content through, sprinkled throughout every single day because she absolutely loves it but yeah watching number blocks really kick-started that and it's um helping juniper as well my two-year-old with her numbers as well so she really likes it so number blocks teach her monster to read and reading eggs are sort of the three main things that we have on screen times. And then sometimes in an evening, Isabel will say, I need some Isabel alone time. <laughs> and she takes herself to her bedroom and watches something on her laptop. And again, I'm quite like, I, I don't want to say I'm strict with what they watch, but they don't watch YouTube or anything like that. Um, well, that's a lie. On the iPad, we have an iPad that's really, really old and they sometimes use it. That has YouTube Kids on it, but it has that filter on it. If anyone doesn't know about this, by the way, it's really great. It's like a filter on it where you they can't search. They can only have like pre-approved videos. So again, it has like some number blocks videos on it. It has some Cosmic Kids yoga because they like to do yoga. Um, and it has some National Geographic videos on it. And then a couple from a science channel. I cannot remember what it's called. That's all they can watch on there. Other than that, they yeah, they don't really have YouTube. Um, but Isabel sometimes likes to watch a few programmes on CBBS or CBBC. So she likes one called Operation Ouch, which is um, like a medical programme, but for kids. She really loves that. And she, yeah, she really likes number blocks. And what else does she like? Like everything, she, it doesn't have to be educational. I don't force her to just watch educational stuff, by the way. <laughs> She's allowed to watch normal TV. She does like to watch films. She loves like My Neighbour Totoro. Um, and she loves Tangled. But well, I'm trying to think if she watches anything else. I mean, it's mainly just those two programmes that she watches on her laptop. But yeah, sometimes she needs some Isabella learn time. So that's what she does. So that's kind of our view on screens. Like, happy for them to watch stuff. Um, less happy with the fact that it's every single morning. But you know, it is what it is. It's how we start our days. Um, and then, yeah, that's kind of like our routine. We're just quite easy to go in. But when we do move, we're hoping to get into more of a routine. We're hoping that, yeah, they'll maybe go to like an all day forest school or something like that one day a week. Um, and then around it, we'll, yeah, we'll go to our other groups and we'll do a lot of socialising and stuff like that. But that's how we make it work. And it just it just does. But I appreciate this is probably not the answer that most people are looking for when they ask, because most people are not you know, not birth self-employed. They're really looking for some sort of, how do we make things work as a 
I don't know, a full-time working family and things like that. When we was first sort of looking at going to meetups and all of our different options and things like that, one thing I found super helpful was to find local Facebook groups. So if you are home educating or you're considering it, even if you've only got a teeny tiny babies, I would still check out the local Facebook groups because you can still join them and you can still go to meetups. Like the group that I run on a Tuesday has had someone come a few times with her baby who is only six months old. I have a lot of people there who have got like two, three, four year olds. So they're not even school age, but that's the good thing about home ed is that it doesn't matter because I'm going to school <laughs> like for me I found home educating is a way of life I, I that's why I said like we align with unschooling because it's very much just like our life is not centered around school at all so we don't care about sort of you know like school age milestones like yeah this month this week or whatever Isabel would have been starting school but nothing about our life is changing we've just had the summer holidays but nothing about our life changed in fact it did a little bit if anything in the school holidays we become slightly reclusive because everywhere gets too busy all of the stuff we would usually do gets really full um and so actually we tend to just spend even more time at home and then we go back to living our best lives when it's less busy <laughs> um but that's the only thing that changes like so we don't live by that we just we live by being home educators so if you've got younger children then definitely search out what's around you there's a couple of really great groups in Leeds um but if you're wherever you are just go on Facebook they're generally on Facebook and just type in the name of your area so for example I'm just trying to think of a name can you tell I'm tired if you live in like Brighton or something that's like Brighton home educators or something like that and you'll be able to find groups and then you'll be able to see what goes on so what different events they have what different groups they have what different meetups they have all the different information and start going to stuff start making friends start building up your community now because you'll find that super helpful as well we've been going to stuff like I said for the past sort of two years and then um, we've really built up like a group of friends now that all home educate the kids have lots of different friends of all different ages as well which is one of the things that I absolutely love the most about home educating is that when you go to school you generally only socialize with people in your year group right you you like maybe occasionally might have like one or two friends in the year above or one or two friends in the year below but it's really rare like you will generally only socialize with people that are in your class whereas when you home educate like the kids literally have friends up to age 12 and like I said they're two and five and they have so many meaningful friendships with people who are all different ages, which just simply wouldn't happen if they were in school. So start making friends now. It doesn't matter if your kids are young. You'll meet other people on the same path and you'll build a little community and you'll find it really helpful. And it's really helpful, again, like if you ever have any little wobbles or you want any help with anything, then, yeah, it's, it's just nice. Just I think the earlier that you can get into it, the better. And then if you end up changing your mind and sending your kids to school, it doesn't matter. You'll have just had a really nice, I don't know, few months, few years, whatever it ends up being. So I'd really recommend doing that if it's something that you're considering. And then I just thought that I would end it talking about some of sort of, like I said, yeah, the common misconceptions or the questions that I'm really frequently asked. So the main one is how do you kids socialise? And I feel like I've covered that already but that is just like the one thing that even people in my family are like, but how are they going to socialise? And the thing that really gets me about this is that like, why do we think that school is how kids socialise when it's like the one place that you go to and adults there within the school are always like, you don't come to school to socialise, you come to school to learn. But for some reason, everyone that's outside of the schooling system is just like, but how can your kids possibly socialise if they don't go to school? And I'm like, well, it's the opposite. I think the opposite. I think if you send your kids to school, like they spend, well, how long do you spend at school? Six hours. So you spend six hours 
and then you have like a half an hour lunch break and a 15 minute like morning break so you get 45 minutes of socializing in your full day and that's not a bad thing again I am not dissing school I know that people then will socialize after school and go to after school clubs and things like that but it's like what do you think I'm doing within those six hours that other kids are at school my kids are socializing they're socializing with their friends they're socializing at groups they're socializing with other people that they randomly bump into at the park at the museum at the library and things like that so we socialize definitely as much as school kids but I would go as far as to say that the kids socialize even more in her med in my experience obviously not all kids some kids will not some kids will very much just want to stay at home all the time but my children are incredibly incredibly sociable if anyone listening to this has ever met them you will know that they just do not stop talking to everybody even people that we walk past on the street in the supermarket they will start a conversation with everybody they're incredibly socialized like incredibly well socialized and they will chat to anybody so I think that that's just it's it's helpful I understand why people say it because people have this view that when you home educate that means that you recreate school at home and it's just that's simply not what we're doing at all it's not what I'm doing maybe some people are but it's not what you have to do it's not what the majority of us are doing we're not creating school at home and isolating our children from being in a classroom with other children we're constantly constantly socializing and we're constantly spending time with other people and so I have yeah I have no concerns at all about my kids socialising or their socialisation skills. I think one of the other things that I constantly get asked again, kind of touched on it already, but like, do you have to follow a curriculum? How do you find work for them? How do you know that you're doing a good job of teaching them or whatever? Like all of these sorts of things. And again, no, you don't have to follow a curriculum. So what you have to do is you are meant to send a report to your local authority every year to state what progress you've made and what you've been focusing on and things like that. And you do not have to say, you know, we've followed the X, Y or Z from the curriculum, but you do have to say, look, this is the progress we've made in maths. This is the progress we've made in reading. This is the progress we've made in whatever it is that your child is currently focusing on. And you can have done that through anything. So, you know, maybe your kids learnt to read because they've played loads of, like, what games the kids play minecraft or something like that maybe your kids played loads of minecraft and do that they've learned to read you know fair enough you might want to write that that might be your curriculum or you might not want to write that but maybe that's how they've learned it (laughs) but you don't have to you know you don't have to send examples of your work you don't have to send samples of your work you just have to prove that you're providing a suitable full-time education and that can be however you deem it to be suitable. So you don't have to follow a curriculum, but the way that we find what we want to learn about is firstly through discussion. What do they want to learn? So I talk to them. What do you want to learn about? What are you interested in? If I notice something that they're really enjoying, then we will follow that interest. So for example, like I said, we live like basically just next to the woods. So we go into the woods a few times a week, probably every other day we go into the woods. And I noticed that they're really interested in foraging and I'm really interested in foraging and they've picked that up. So we've done a lot of work about that, about how to spot different like types of fungi, how to spot different types of edible plants, all the different things that you can make, kind of gone down making like herbal medicine. Um, How can we spot what different trees are and things like that. So we've really followed that interest because it just naturally arose. 
So we follow their interests, ask them what they want to learn about. She makes incredible suggestions, Isabel. We learn about all sorts of interesting things. And I also make suggestions. So like I said, like we have been learning some French. That's not something that she necessarily brought up, but it's something that's tied quite well in because my partner's mum lives in France. So she's interested because of that, because we've been there, we've been to visit her. She's interested in learning French because she's recently started watching. Actually, this is a program that she likes to watch. It's called Miraculous. Um, and that's set in France, so now she's even more interested in learning French. She's interested in learning French because a couple of years ago, my friend bought her this really incredible set of books, which is like um, just the basics of French, and there's loads of different thin books, and there's like how to talk about your family, how to talk about different uh, rooms of the house, how to count in French. Each one has like a different topic, so she's really interested in doing that. Okay, she's actually just coming to the room. Isabel, do you want to say, what do you like about Hermit? Well, I like making new friends there. You like making new friends? Yes. You love your Hermit friends? Mm-hmm. What other things do you like about Hermit? What do you like learning about? I also uh, like learning with my friends in math books. <laughs> yeah, you love your maths books, don't you? This, sounds, this is what I've been saying, Isabel, so it sounds like I've told you what to say, but I haven't. You literally just walked in the room, haven't you? And do you, lo- do you like being Hermit? You yes. like doing Hermit? Yes. What and fun? Are, oh, sorry, what were you going to say? And we also have our own Hermed. Our Hermed group? Yeah, it's fun, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. <laughs> what other things? Anything else? Well, one more thing. I like playing the games there. You like playing the games at the Hermed group? Yeah. Yeah, we take loads of board games, don't we? And everyone plays them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah? It starts again next week? Yeah. That's Awesome! Awesome. What fun Hermed things have we done this week? Can you remember? And we didn't do the penguin one. Oh, yeah, we we missed the penguin group, didn't we? But what group did we go to this week instead? Oh, I can't remember. We went to the picnic. Yes, we went to the picnic and we threw all the powder around. Yeah, we threw the early powder, didn't we? We had a big not-back-to-school picnic. Yeah. Was that fun? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We've got lots of friends there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Are you going to go <laughs> back to bed so I can finish recording this? No. No? Yes. Yes. No. Yes. No, night. No. <laughs> okay, she has gone back to bed. This is, yeah, this is just my life right now. <laughs> um, slightly chaotic, but I absolutely love it, so that's fine. I wouldn't change it. But yeah, what I was saying... That's how we choose how we work. And then I just keep a log of everything. So I take lots of photos um, and I post some of them. So I actually, I have an Instagram account that is um, all about our Hermit. And it's just at the witchy unschooler. I'll link it in the show notes if you want to come and see what we get up to. But I post a fair bit on there, but I don't post every day. Because obviously like a lot of stuff are private. I don't want to post pictures of their work. I don't like to post their faces or anything on social media. But I post on there within reason, just about fun things that we're doing. Um, but I take lots of pictures every day and I journal every day. So I try and make like a little note of what they've been doing. And then I have a lot of folders um, and I just put all of the work into it and I date it so that if I need to go back on anything, then I've got it. But at the minute, um, I haven't had to write a report or anything because like I said, she's only just turned school age. So what happens is when, if you're going to... Um, not send your child to school when your child gets to school age and the local authority will contact you and um, but until that point you don't have to do anything you don't have to declare that you're home head you don't have to register to home educate you just have to wait until the local authority 
um, gets in touch. So if your child's been to like a preschool or something like that, then maybe the preschool might alert them that you're going to home ed. I don't know if they're meant to or not. I think sometimes they just do. I don't think they're supposed to, but I think sometimes they just do. And so the local authority might find out who you are that way. Um, and there's lots of different ways that they can get in touch, but some people end up going years before the local authority ever get in touch, and that's, you know, not necessarily a bad thing. There's nothing you can do. You'd, yeah, you don't have to declare yourself hermed in. If you go the other way and you deregister from a school, then the school would generally tell the local authority and they will be in touch. But not necessarily, again, um, it might happen straight away. It might not happen for a prolonged period of time. But when the local authority do get in touch, they will generally expect that you write a report every year just stating yeah how you've progressed over the past year but we're not at that point just yet but yeah I do still sort of log everything that we do basically um just just because I like to I like to see it. I like to see what we've been doing um, and it helps me to plan and then where I get our work from is like I said some workbooks so again sometimes I post these on my account but I try and find really good workbooks um I look on places like Vinted if you follow me on Instagram you're probably like holding your head in your hands right now because I talk about Vinted all the time I should genuinely get paid by Vinted like I'm a Vinted influencer at this point but you can get everything on Vinted I buy like all my books on there I bought my kid a scooter on there I buy loads of workbooks on there but have a look on Vinted because you can get them for so cheap but you get really cool ones that you wouldn't find elsewhere um the works is really good for really cheap and quite exciting workbooks like I don't buy them you know like CGP rubbish boring workbooks um that you would use in a school maybe when they get to like GCSE age we might go down that route but at the minute I just buy them ones that they find fun so the maths one that she absolutely loves is unicorn themed because she absolutely loves unicorns um so we got and we got that in the garden center really randomly I went to the garden center a few weeks ago and found it in the book section of our garden center I don't know why they have a book section in there but it's good um and it's oh they're always really cheap and it's absolutely great so she loves that um I've found really cool workbooks and resources in charity shops um I'm very much yeah I like to buy things secondhand or you know sometimes yeah I'll, if I want to get them cheaper I'll go to somewhere like the works or something like that um and then I also use twinkle so it's like tea w-n-k-l I think I'll leave a link below if you already home educate you'll definitely know what twinkle is but I use twinkle and I have a paid subscription and we get a lot of worksheets off there because they just they have everything it's just absolutely great like um I, I try and do it every Sunday I'll print off some things that we want to use for the week ahead um but actually what I've done this month is I've printed off stuff that I think is going to last us the whole month going to last us all of September but I just I'm not sure yet we'll see because we're getting through it already so I might end up needing to get more but I really really rate Twinkle as a resource and then yeah we use some workbooks we use like random games that we've got yeah from charity shops and from Vinted and things like that um and then yeah we just learn through play we learn through everyday life we learn through baking we learn through going to museums we learn from going to the library so we go to the library at least once a week and get out you know they get out of, um fun books as well but then we get out a lot of factual books about whatever topics we're interested in and then we take it further by looking on youtube so i know i said the kids that use youtube they do it but you know if we're looking at a topic like last week randomly we ended up not last week a couple of weeks ago we ended up like needle felting um, and we made snakes because that seemed like the easiest thing and then that just led us onto a tangent of like learning about the different snakes that we've made and we watched some youtube videos about caring for snakes on my youtube account and things like that you end up in a lot of rabbit holes and you're not necessarily it's not that i'm teaching them so even though Technically, I do, like I said, have a degree in early years education, so I can teach them. A lot of the time, we're learning things together. 
and so some of the stuff I'm sort of facilitating but some of the times like I'm learning it too like I didn't know anything about looking after snakes so that was really cool like <laughs> I enjoyed learning about it too so yeah that's sort of a really common misconception that we're just all sat in our like sad little box classrooms not socializing with anybody replicating the national curriculum because <laughs> we're, we're simply not and then just some other things that I hear is like what will you do about exams will you send them to high school what will they do about their sats and first of all they will not do sats unless for any reason they end up in school but at home they will not do sats I just think the pressure the kids of that age to do sats is too much and that's why you know yeah I think that's partially why a lot of primary school age children do end up suffering with their mental health and feeling really anxious because of the pressure that's put on people to do well in their SATs so they'll not be doing that but when they get to high school level I would happily continue to home educate if they want to go to school at any point I will let them and um, obviously I would not stop them from going if they wanted to but if they want to continue home educating I will continue to home educate and if they want to do GCSEs you know it will definitely be presented as an option and you just pay for them um, I cannot remember they're not super cheap I want to say they're like a hundred pound each but I know it's not exactly that it might be like slightly less or slightly more it's somewhere around the hundred pound mark for paying for each individual GCSE so it won't be cheap I mean I personally have 13 GCSEs so that's you know gonna cost me way over a grand if she wants to do what I did <laughs> um but yeah we'll see when they get bigger but whatever they want to do we'll just pay for we'll just make it work you know if, if it looks like she's going to be they're going to be home educated into high school then at that point probably just start putting some money away to pay for them if that's something that they want to do and then they can also go to um 14 to 16 college and sort of do things there as well if they want to but we simply don't know we don't know what's going to happen when they get to that point and I'm just happy to just carry on as we are and then like the final thing that I just kind of jotted down that people do ask a lot is like don't you hate it don't you wish that you had that time away from your kids and I don't I just I don't at all I absolutely love it I love everything about it I love that I don't have to send them away from me five days out of seven I, I love that we get to have fun together every single day and I mean I'm not saying that I don't get stressed I absolutely do have moments where I'm really super stressed when I'm really like I need to just go and sit in a room by myself for 10 minutes <laughs> nobody can talk to me I absolutely do feel like that sometimes but like the majority of the time I absolutely love it and I'm not desperate for time away from them I just want to soak in this time more and more so yeah I hope that answers the question I don't hate it I do the one thing I do wish like I said at the beginning I wish that me and Bench had more time together um even if it was just more time me him and the kids doesn't necessarily have to be just me and him um I feel like even like all four of us doing stuff together doesn't happen as often as I would like but when we do move we're moving to be closer to our family so hopefully that will be rectified and we'll be able to have more people around to help out when you know one of us has to work so that we can then afterwards spend some time together or we'll have more time to get you know like a babysitter or something like that and we'll be able to do more things together but we'll simply see I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. And right now I'm happy. I'm happy with the way things are and I'm happy with the way that all our lives are. And yeah, I don't hate it at all. So I thought I would round out the episode by just saying what some of my favourite things about home educating are. And then 
Oh, I'm, I just feel like it's really nice that Isabel decided to come up and voice her opinion. I promise I did not tell her to say what she said. It's just funny that she brought up the things that I'd already mentioned. Um, she just, unless she'd been sat outside my room listening, she's kind of sneaky. She could possibly have been doing that and then decided, hmm, I'll come in and make an appearance. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, there's just so much that I love about it. I love, like I said, that I don't have to send them to school five days a week and miss that time with them. Um, I love that. I love that I don't have to do the school run or pay for school uniforms. Oh my God, I was on the bus a few days ago and I could hear someone saying that they just had to spend £60 on a blazer for their kids' school and a new tie. They have to buy a new tie every single year. And I was like, £60 on a blazer? I have two kids, so that would be £120 just on their blazers and then all of the, I don't know, trousers and the like shirts and the ties and the PE kits and the bags and everything else like I'm glad that I don't have to spend all that money we just wear whatever we want like everything from vintage because I'm apparently a vintage influencer now um <laughs> but yeah we just yeah I'm really glad that we don't have to do that but I'm glad that I don't have to send them off and um, I love that we can go to stuff like I said when it's less busy so it's a lot less stressful for everybody I love that we can go on holiday whenever we want I love that we can have fun all of the time I love that we're not like limited into this little like sort of box that society puts around childhood that we can just live as we want to we can learn about things that are important to us I love that they don't have the pressure of knowing that they're not going to have the pressure of you know what other people at school think of them they're not going to get bullied if they're ever in a situation that they don't want to be in I can just take them out of it so there's just there's so much that I love about it and it, it just it all feels right for us and the stage of life that we're in right now and I know that things could change and I know that they're still quite young and it might possibly be different when they're older but yeah for now it's just the best and I really love it and if you um if you do too and you want to know more about it like I said you can come over and follow me at the witchy unschooler and I'm gonna end the podcast there because I feel like I've covered everything like I said I don't really have any time to edit this so I'm just gonna put it out and hope that it's okay <laughs> um I can see that it's quite long but it's not that long but I feel like I've answered and talked about everything that I plan to I hope it makes sense and just sending a lot of love out there to whatever stage of hermed or parenting or schooling that you're at at the minute because I know for some people this is probably something that you wish you could do that you aren't able to do and I really do feel that and I really do acknowledge that this has come from a place of privilege that we are able to do this so like my heart goes out to you to anybody who wishes they could home educate but just does simply doesn't have the means um again I want to say that I really didn't want any of this to sound judgy this is just my personal opinion on what works for my family I know that school is a really safe place for a lot of children. I know that it's a lot of children's happy place. I know that a lot of people absolutely thrive in school. So there is no judgment on anyone who sends their kids to school. Like I hope that that comes across in all of the content. I know I share a lot on social media about Hermed, but I always try and make it out like like coming from that place where I really do understand that it is not for everybody and I respect everyone's parenting choice unless you're like a really horrible parent obviously then you know do better but I assume that everyone listening to this is not a horrible parent everyone is just doing their best so yeah that is I hope that it hasn't come across as judgy in any way this is just my views on my family's situation it's not my views as a whole on what I think everybody should be doing at all so yeah I'm gonna round it off there 
if you do love the podcast, then do stick around for more. I don't talk about Hermed all the time. Most of the time I am talking about pregnancy, birth and parenthood in general. But I did just want to put this out this week because, you know, everyone's got those back to school slash not back to school feels. And I thought it might be interesting because I'm constantly, constantly asked about Hermed. And there's only so much you can say in, you know, the Instagram captions or your Instagram stories where you get cut off after 60 seconds. So this is however long it's been of me rambling on about it. Um, I hope that you've enjoyed it. And like I said, please do stick around. Please do like, follow, subscribe. If you found it helpful or you found any of my content um, helpful, then please do leave a tip via the link in the show notes because that's super helpful. And if you are currently pregnant, then do check out my online pre-recorded hypnobirthing course. Thank you guys. See you next week. Bye.